And yet, if God was a flavor, what would he taste like? Now, that's a weird question. I don't have an answer for you. You think it's weird? I do. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. In that we get to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tips, and tools that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we can turn our house into home, where our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. And so what we're going to consider in this episode Mm -hmm. is that God is good even when things are hard. Right. You say that with such seriousness, like... Well, you said it's hard. Life is hard. Well, when life is hard... So I couldn't smile and go, yes, that's right. I had to get a serious face. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) So what's this thing about flavor of God? Well, it says so in Psalm 34, 8. Uh Uh-huh. It says, taste the Lord and know that he is good. So... I thought it was really strange, too, and that's why I thought it would be fun to to discuss it. Okay. Is what's it mean to taste the Lord? Mm. I know, like, we think of flavor, right, and taste buds and tasting food, but is tasting the Lord kind of like almost not testing, but trying on a jacket, you now know? you got me really confused because I was thinking it was experiencing. Well, you take experience yeah. the Lord. Yeah, see well, the you evidence. experience. You try on a jacket. You experience it, and you see if it's for you, right? Do you like that jacket? Do you, t- you know, initially, if you've got a food that you've never had before, you take a little taste rather than fill up your plate, right? right. A little taste first, and then if you really like it, it's almost like the little taste testers of Asian food in the in the food court if you like it you end up buying that for lunch probably or the oh the little tasters at the gelato stand i was going to say ice cream (laughs) gelato ice cream that's where you're going yeah you know the little spoons i do that's just a little taste and so how does that connect to god well i think if you have little tastes of god You'll know his goodness. Now, how do we taste the Lord? That's the question, right? Mm-hmm. And the psalm says that when we take refuge in him. Now, why do you need to take refuge? Remember we said this is about knowing God is good when times are tough. Right. Why would you need to take refuge in the Lord? Because if I'm not having trouble now. And I haven't had trouble recently. I know trouble is coming. Trouble's around the corner. Well, and it may be a while, and yet my life has not been free of challenges and opportunity for growth and difficulty, Mm -hmm. and neither has yours. And I suspect no one's life has been challenge-free. Right. And that what we're saying is we've learned from experience that even in the midst of those things – we can experience God in the midst of the failure, in the midst of the setback, in the midst, midst, midst of illness, right? Like in the the, midst, in the midst, 
of illness. Okay, sometimes my lips are rented. I can't talk. But, you know, Uh the great news is our episodes are recorded like they call live recording. So although it's recorded, it's recorded as one episode. We don't break and stop and start all over the place. And so when we make a mistake, you get to listen to it. You get to own it with us. And that's a little bit what we're talking about here. When Mm -hmm. life is tough and when we're making mistakes or mistakes are happening, like not necessarily by our choice, God is still good in the midst of it. We can still keep going. Mm -hmm. We don't have to stop. We haven't stopped. And the reason we know you have the ability to keep moving is because there's evidence that you have each and every time. Yeah, you're still here. You're still here. You're still moving forward. And so we have proof that God is good, even in the midst of our difficulty. I've Mm. been given some of my greatest insights when I wasn't able to do anything else but listen to the Lord Mm -hmm. when I was so sick. Yeah. My probably one of my most significant insights, and I don't share it very often. And I think because it's such a personal journey and yet it affects how I do life every moment of every day. And that was the dignity piece. Mm-hmm. that I got after I was so ill in 08 and my brother had passed away and I'd spent time in Kenya and I got to spend beautiful time with this precious, precious family. And mama was 21, three kids already, wouldn't stop nursing the youngest 19-month-old Donald because she was concerned he would perish. And yet he had illness. We negotiated to get help for them for the three kids and he still perished. And what then I came home and almost perished. In all of that, I heard the Lord say to me, everyone deserves dignity. It doesn't matter whether they're fighting for their life or whether they don't know how to fight for their life. My brother didn't know how to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And that has changed how I have done all of life in that one moment. So you're saying you got a taste of the Lord when you were very, very close to death. Yeah, and and way more than that even, because I had a near-death experience, which was awesome. So, like, there's... Stuff for the show. I know, (laughs) so I'm not going there. But the idea that even in the midst of some of our most difficult times, we have experienced the Lord. Yeah, I think that's one of the easiest ways. Because when things are going well, do we give the Lord gratitude? Do we praise Him? That's another way of tasting Him. Do we connect to the Lord around, you know, when we see beautiful things around his creation? You know, this is the kind of stuff that allows you to experience, to taste somebody, right? Yeah. Like like 40 years with you of marriage, just very, very close to 41 years coming up. That is... I know you intimately because I taste you. I I experience you every day. Yeah, and so as we're exploring this, how do you personally get a taste of the Lord? One of the other things I do is breath prayers, especially when life is, well, both when it's easy and when it's hard. I will reconnect to the Lord by one of my favorite verses. Now, sometimes it's just hard in your head, Yada. So, you know, that's not meant mean. It's meant your thinking becomes stinking. And I get it once in a while, too. Just maybe you're a little more susceptible to it than I am. 
And when your thinking is stinking, tasting the Lord through his promises, through the press, like what kind of breath prayers would you do? The joy of the Lord is my strength. That is my number one go-to. Okay. Right? My second one that I probably say the most is God didn't give me a spirit of fear or timidity. He gave me a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Mm -hmm. I own that all day, every day. Okay. And those are probably my top two. I mean, I have many, many, depending on the state of my mind I'm right. in. Mm -hmm. And that apart from God, I have no good thing. That is one of my go-tos from Psalm 16. And so there's scripture that just even when I can't say anything else, even when I can't think anything else, I can get those few words out and I feel reconnected to the Lord and I'm tasting him in the midst mm. of that. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, so really back to Psalm 34, mm. 8. Mm. Taste the Lord and know that he is good. And we're grateful to be your partners on this journey moving forward towards wisdom and wealth. Yet if I can't see God, how do I know that he really exists? Because there is evidence everywhere. Really? So how can you deny his existence, <laughs> I would say. And so we're excited to... To have been able to create for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, real estate market updates, building wealth, making house home, and really the good news is you can get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. And so what we're going to explore in this segment is mm -hmm. that no matter what the circumstances that we're experiencing right now, we can know without a shadow of a doubt that we can abide in God, regardless of whether it's an easy time or a hard time. Okay, so I'm going to need some tips and tools and techniques on this one because, you know, how do, how do we get beyond just being, doing the motions, you know, like I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to go to church, I'm supposed to join this small group, or how do we get beyond that and know that we're abiding in him constantly. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's interesting because I think sometimes when we start our journey, and if you're somebody that has been on a faith journey with God, at the beginning it was easy not to just go through the motions. Everything was new and it was novel and it was exciting. And so, sometimes awkward. Oh, and awkward, right? And yet, you, at least for me, and I think for you, we saw the wonder so somehow getting back to the wonder and remembering what it was like at the beginning. I mean, there wasn't almost a moment that went by in our first few years of our journey that I didn't see God's hand in everything I was up to. Mm. Right? Like it was the wonder of it was incredible. Yeah. So Thessalonians 5.17 says to be constantly in prayer. How can I be constantly in prayer? I got to look after my clients. I got to talk to you. I've got to, you know, lead the staff. I've got to create books and writings and courses and create this radio show. Like, how am I supposed to be constantly in prayer? So I think for me, one of the things that helped me get there is I read a lot of books actually early, like several years ago, about abiding in Christ. Books written in the 1400s and the 1800s and the 1500s, like 
old writings, both by monks and by people that actually spent a ton of time with the Lord. And it's a sense of, at least for me, and it's just my personal experience, so everybody's going to have a slightly different story. It gave me a window into how they did it. Right. And one of the things they did, which I thought was incredible, is owning the truth that God sees everything I'm up to. Every moment of every day, I can't hide. I can't Hmm. get away from God. So everything I'm doing is in a state of prayer, even if I'm not praying per se in that moment. My, I guess how I got to it is Mm -hmm. my life is a prayer. So I've given my life over to Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm connected to God. So everything I think and do is, is speaking to God, really. Spirit to spirit, heart to heart. Like he kn- he knows what's going on inside your head. Both went, I know, uh, isn't that awesome? No, that's scary. Right, but you can't hide. There's mm-hmm. nowhere you can go to get away from God. So owning that, I think, has allowed me, and I forget once in a while. Like, let's, let's be honest. Mm. I occasionally forget. So I can't say a thousand or a hundred percent abide. And for the most part, I do because I'm aware that he is here with me no matter what. Like when God's missing, it's not him that got lost. It's me that checked out. Mm. Right? And remembering you that. You stopped listening. I stopped listening. I right. can't hear him, not because he isn't speaking, because I think God always speaks, whether it's through nature, whether it's through the environment, whether it's through the laugh of a child, whether it's through the innocent things that children say, whether it's through a new birth or a new puppy, right? God created this incredible design of a life and we can't really escape it. We can choose to ignore it because we did for many years. We haven't always right. walked. So in that's faith. the more physical evidence of God's existence. Mm -hmm. Things like the beauty of the mountains, the beauty of the lakes or the ocean, Mm -hmm. the beauty of the trees and the animals and the the plains. It's it's all beautiful. The the sunrise, the sunset, all of that screams that there's a creator. Oh, I think so. And, and, yeah, I, I just, I can't deny it for that reason. And mm-hmm. I can't deny it because of personal experience. I've been on enough journeys to know that I couldn't have navigated those by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the insight. If I had trust, and that's kind of a prayer, abiding in is trusting in, having <laughs> faith in that he's got me even when I don't got myself. Right. Now, what about doing things like, traditions you know like traditionally we pray for our meal and thank and ask a blessing on it and thank the lord for it and sometimes we you know sometimes typically we pray when we go to sleep we pray when we get up um we pray after our devotion when we do our devotion we read the bible so those can seem like the motions sometimes and right? sometimes the, the, they are the yeah And how do we ensure that they're more than just going through the motions? I think being aware when I start to go through the motions, 
when I lose, like when I all of a sudden almost like shake my head, I does it physically right now. But even mm-hmm. when I internally go, oh, I have no idea what Ken just said right there. Um, I'm going through the motions rather than living connected to the Lord. Okay. So a way like being choosing to be as aware as humanly possible of what's going on. You know, and where am I? Right. And I'm going to say just total opposite because it okay. just came to me that some of the times I feel the most connected to God is when I, out of obedience, because I've said I'm going to pray at a certain time or whatever, and I pray, but it's in the Holy Spirit. And I might not even remember what I said, mm. but you go, wow, that was impactful. That's the most beautiful prayer you've ever said. And I'm going, I don't remember what words came out of my mouth because it's connection to the Holy Spirit. Right. And one of the stories that I think of for that is when I was under what I would call spiritual attack for a season, mm-hmm. like a four-year season, um, you eventually heard the Lord say, cover her, like physically cover her. Yeah, because I had prayed as a leader in a household, prayed over you many times, prayed it away in the name of Jesus, and it kept coming back. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, lay on top of her, just like the prophet did on the child that had passed away, mm. laid on top of her yeah. and breathed life back into her. And I did that. And I prayed a covering over you while I physically covered you. Mm-hmm. And what was the outcome? Incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it, that was one and done like all the others weren't one and done but no, that was one that was and the done. end of it right that was the end of it yeah wow. so so yet has got this quote i'm gonna have to read it because it's a long one i am best to come to that which i know and understand with a childlike openness and curiosity and a heart of of uh what's the word anyways a heart of curiosity because that what I know will keep me from that what I need to know. So thanks for the privilege of moving alongside of you because we're passionate about all of us being positioned for generational wealth. Yet a witch king in the Bible preferred to do things all on his own. Solomon. <laughs> Solomon, like that's the guy. <laughs> So we're excited that for the last 30 years, over 3,117 families, we've been able to help them not only buy and sell real estate, although that's been a lot of fun. We've helped them build their faith, build their finances, build their fun, and in fact, even strengthen, heal, and flourish in their relationships. 30 years of building life, wealth, and home. And so in this segment, we're going to discover that... Doing it alone, going solo, Mm -hmm. takes you down. And going in community and gathering together moves us up and Mm -hmm. takes us higher than we could possibly go on our own. Yeah. And, you know, we've there's still a little bit of talk of COVID. It's still out there. It flashes up and whatever. It's not quite as drastic as it was. But it was interesting because COVID forced most people – out of community, not, not, yes, we can use Zoom and yes, we can call somebody and whatever, but there's a difference to worshiping God in a community 
than there is on our own. Oh, Catastro- like catastrophically different. I was going to, I don't know if that's, that's the right a, that's, word, but that's a strong word. It is a strong word, but the thought that came to my mind was going back 30 years when we first came to faith, had we not had access to community, we would probably still be lost. We still get lost once in a while. I don't know how to get my way home and I need <laughs> to call you or get help with the GPS, but that's a different kind of loss. Mm-hmm. And if we hadn't had community, small group gatherings, I mean, within a year, we were going, what, four times a week, basically, connecting with somebody, maybe mm-hmm. five. Yeah, four or five yeah. times. And I think we were going solo in Ottawa because we'd moved here right when we got married. We had a few friends here, but family was far away. Right. And we didn't have a church community. We'd gather consistently. We weren't involved in necessarily a heavy-duty sports community. Sometimes people make that their community. Mm -hmm. And yet the Bible talks about gathering together because as we gather together, we actually all move forward better, Hmm. right? Like we're not meant to do this life solo. Because when I go solo, I really do go solo. And I've experienced it because I'm fiercely independent, you're fiercely independent. So our bent is to go solo. Yeah. And so it's been a discipline, I think. Well, I don't think I know. It's been a discipline to move into community. But those early days in church, we got caught up in others caring for us and coming alongside us and creating community, even like they did their studies based on what they knew we needed. Hmm. How could they tell? Maybe all the screaming we were doing at each other. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think so. Well, he- Hebrews um, 10.24 right. says, spur one another on to do good deeds and be good. And then it says, do not stop meeting in community. Like, right. meet together because if you don't meet together, it's very hard to spur one another on. It's difficult. And we can meet together on the phone and we can meet together on Zoom. But as you said at the beginning, we've all been inundated with that now as a way of communicating. And there are times where it's wonderful. If we're living distant from somebody, it's a whole lot better than no connection. Yes, but looking at a screen, because then you got a business and work and everything, there was a real thing called Zoom fatigue. Yeah. You just, your eyes... And it, Yeah, and it didn't mean necessarily Zoom as the service, but like screen fatigue, community fatigue, because there's lots of other services. That just happens to be the one we use. And that's, you know, for somebody like me, who my primary love language is touch, whether it be like, you know, and I'm not talking just sensual touch with you, but physical touch with anybody, you know, a hug, a, a handshake. Those kind of physical touches are super important to me. Right. And they move people forward. That actually helps spur somebody on. Because if you're not getting the things you need, it's more difficult to be spurred on. Mm -hmm. When you weren't getting touched much, I still touched you once in a while. (laughs) But when you were missing touch, it was actually harder for you to stay moving forward in the way you had been. Mm. Yeah. And... You know what's really cool is the response to the Life X book, yeah. Life Exponential, has been 
more than our dreams could be like the, yeah. the not just the response but the impact that the book is having and what we've done is we've created a community where people who are reading the book can get together with like-minded people so on facebook you can join the group if you're on facebook of life exponential and then that's going to give you an, a secondary community to go through life with. Right? Yeah, or maybe a third community, but an yeah. additional community where we can spur one another on because mm -hmm. that's the point. We all do better, yeah. so much better together. I mean, can you imagine our slogan or our tagline for Decker team has been moving forward together because long, together long, long we've got this. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we understand every nuance, but together we can actually accomplish what is before us. Hmm. And like that wasn't a mistake. That was God's directive. Right. It came like a download. We've had lots of, you know, different taglines through the years. And I have to believe that we were listening all the time mm -hmm. and we weren't ready for what we weren't ready for. Right. And I think that sometimes, you know, like you think, oh, well, I'll be closer to God if I'm by myself. If I spend my quiet time in my prayer closet, if I'm reading the Bible by myself, but there have been times, like I went to Promise Keepers in Washington, D.C., and we we were there. Now, partially it was we took a bus and there was a bunch of men from church, so that built some community and closeness. But when we were physically there and they had big screens up in the mall at, at the White House, and there was a million men singing, worshiping, or just being quiet. A million men getting down on their hands and knees mm -hmm. and praying. And I think I felt the closest to the Lord in the midst of a huge, huge mm -hmm. crowd. So it can be when you're also alone. Like we're not advocating for not having, we've already talked about having your quiet time and having mm -hmm. your solo time. We're just saying, don't forsake gathering together and being in large community right instead of i think it what we're saying is it's an addition to that's been our personal experience yes. and i suspect yours and we'd love to hear your experience as well add to our learning and that's really the point of the life x community mm -hmm. and i love singing in a community mm -hmm. singing worship to the lord mm -hmm. in a community is just fantastic yeah. because so. solo does take you so low and community brings you so high. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you have a quote in the book. Yeah. And it's got, it said, going so low causes us to go so low. Mm -hmm. And community leads us to come unity that takes us to even greater heights. So we're honored to be your advocates in this journey of building wealth through real estate and having a life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team.